Hello folks, this is Joe Wright for the Right What If podcast. Today is April 10th, 2020 and I will be doing a podcast on the game based on April the 10th, 2020 for April 11th, 2020. The game this weekend is a full slate of games on this Friday night. We have 15 games to go through, but we have some ones that were rained out. We have one game that was rained out and I'll tell you about that later. So I'll start off with the with the American League. Start off with the Pittsburgh Pirates facing the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore. We have the Pirates with the big win, 9-6. The Pirates scored six runs in the fourth inning to key their charge for victory. In the fourth inning, we had a game with Kramer for the Pirates. Kevin Kramer had a double and he had a home run. One home run in the second inning and double in the fourth inning. Brian Reynolds hit two home runs for the Pirates. He has four home runs currently and nine RBIs. So we have Brubaker with the win, Lloyd with the loss, as he only went three and two-thirds inning. It was a long game, almost four hours, as there was a rain delay in the ninth inning. As the crowd in Baltimore was 19,027. Not a big crowd in Baltimore on a Friday night, but... Crappy weather brought it to, brought it about. Austin Hayes, he's killing it for the Orioles. Six home runs already, 13 RBIs in 14 games. Full season of him, he's going to be a star in the major leagues, in my opinion. Trey Mancini had his first home run of the year for the Orioles, along with Ruiz, his third. But Lloyd only pitched three and two-thirds innings and allowed six earned runs. So the Pirates get the victory here as they... Come play again Saturday in the next game of this series. So the Pirates beat the Orioles to go to 6-8. and eight. So they will play 4-5 on Saturday in, in Baltimore. Now we're coming up with the next game on our list. We've got the Royals and the Blue Jays. Royals won last night on Thursday night. But the Blue Jays are hoping to stave off their momentum. And they did. The Blue Jays win 4-1. Seven hits by the Blue Jays. Royals had nine hits. Kevin BGL with a home run is second for Toronto along with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Tanner Roark was the player of the game. He had allowed only one earned run in seven innings. Great start for him as Danny Duffy took the loss. Four and a third innings. He allowed three earned runs. He walked four batters. And also, we had a crowd of about 23,000 in Toronto. Reese McGuire and Boba set each with doubles. Three RBIs for BGO. Only RBI for Kansas City was by Salvador Perez in the fifth inning. Nick Dini had a triple. He just came up from AAA as a call-up. So we have him as his first hit, but he also granted a double play. We had a very good start here for Toronto as they win the second game of the series. Ken Giles got his first save of the season for the Blue Jays. But 4-1 on Good Friday. Now we go to the exciting Rays and the Indians. The Indians got a walk-off home run last night from Domingo Santana. Can they match it tonight? The Cleveland Indians have. They win 6-3 in Cleveland. Cleveland had three runs in the fourth inning and two in the sixth to key their victory. We had a rain, cold night, 46 degrees, 
subscribe about 23,000 as Cleveland to dominate with their pitching. Carlos Carrasco, three earned runs allowed, eight strikeouts in seven innings. Home run for Jose Ramirez, his fourth. First inning keyed him off Anthony Banda. That gave him a one to nothing lead. Two doubles in the game from Freeman and Santana. The big hitting star in this game was Austin Meadows. He had two hits for the Rays, and Hunter Renfro continues his tear. He had two two hits, but they didn't get he didn't, they didn't either of them got an RBI. Jose Ramirez had the best game with five total bases. They left nine on base, but the Rays left eight on base, and Cleveland gets the second win of the series as Tampa Bay falls to nine and five. The Angels and the Tigers now. Two teams that... The Tigers are surprising 6-6 six and six to start the season. Most people thought they'd be in the doldrums already. And we have a very weird game here. The Tigers only had two hits on the night. But the one run was a home run in the 8th inning by Nico Goodrum. And the Tigers get the two one nothing win. After, even though they were out hit 8-2 by the Angels. So Nico Goodrum... Had one hit. The other hit came from Jaime Candelario. So, mostly barren night for the Tigers, but dominant pitching. You had Derek Norris for seven and two-thirds innings, six strikeouts. And then one and a third innings of, of scoreless ball to end the game. With Joe Jimenez getting his fourth save of the year already. Cameron Drozen as the opener pitched one and a third innings before being followed by Patrick Sandoval for the Angels. He had two hits allowed, three blocks. He had a good start, but it was not enough. The Angels left eight on base, as Anthony Rendon had three hits. Mike Trout was struggling a lot before this game, but he had two hits and two walks in this game. He was hitting below 200. He was hitting at 205, so he was almost below 200, but he started the year at 179 on April 6th, so he's been on a hitting lately, so he's been hitting pretty well, but his average is still very low for him at 239. Otani came in as a pinch hitter in this game. Pujols of the DH also had a hit, but the way the game took 2 hours and 45 minutes, even though it was only a one nothing game, but there was a slow-moving game, and but the Tigers got the victory, and the Tigers moved above 500 to 7-6. and six. Most people would not expect that in this season when they're expected to be last place in their division by most. So now we go to the Battle of Texas. The Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. Texas has had a really bad start to the season, starting 2-10. and 10. Most people would not expect them to be that bad, but they are. And Houston continues Texas's slide at Globe Life Field 7-4. Houston was led by home run from Kyle Tucker and Yuli Gurriel, while Texas had Aldis Andrews and Santana with home runs for them. It was Danny Santana he had two RBIs and two hits for the Rangers. Rangers had a struggling night. Mike Miner was injured, along with Rugnet Odor. Two big injuries for the Rangers. Rugnet Odor has a mild hamstring strain. He's day-to-day. But Mike Miner's injury is unknown. He needs to be healthy for him to have a, any chance of getting back and getting to this race. Grenke allowed four earned runs in eight innings. 
Rosuna got the save in the ninth, only allowing a walk. We had five doubles in the game for the Aspers. Good game for them. Alvarez had his five doubles already, while Yuri Guriel had his fourth home run. But the Rangers are in a bad slide. Joey Gallo has three home runs, but he's only hitting a buck twenty-two. He's hitting, but he's hitting better than actually than Rugnet Odor, who was hitting oh ninety-one. Gallo has only six hits in forty-nine at bats, and has struck out twenty times already in thirteen games. It's early in the season, but he's on pace for almost two hundred and fifty strikeouts on the season. Crazy, and for thirty-seven home runs, but. He's got to get his offense going. Rugnet Odor is not much better than an 091 hitter. He's on pace for 62 strikeouts. But that's the way it is. As nobody on Texas is hitting. The highest guy in the offense was Nick Solak at 226. He had two hits on the night. As Texas continues their slide to 2 and 11. So now we have other games to go to. Tiger, the Twins, and the White Sox. The Minnesota Twins get the victory, 4-2. Twins, Miguel Sano had his sixth home run of the year. It was kind of a humdrum game, cold, rainy night. And we had more injuries. Lurie Garcia is out for the White Sox with an injury. He was hitting really well to start, hitting 526 in seven games. And Dylan Cease has an elbow, elbow strain, starting pitcher. Tough injury for the White Sox. He's out for three weeks. So he only pitched three in a third inning before they had to get their relief pitching in. Homer Bailey had eight strikeouts on the night. Five hits allowed, two earned runs. Good game for him. Miguel Sano's home run came in the fourth inning. They had three doubles in the game. Max Kepler on the ninth gave him a 4-2 lead, which was key. Nobody for, for the White Sox really hit, had big hits other than Garcia's double. Every other hit with a single tonight. It's a cold, rainy night in Chicago. 43 degrees at first pitch. And they got colder as the game went on. But the White Sox still had over 27,000 in attendance. And they came home mad as Minnesota got the victory. Now we have the Red Sox and the Mariners. A second one to nothing game. Colin McHugh with the shutout. He had 10 strikeouts on the day. One of his best starts in his career. And this was a great game for him. Only 98 pitch complete game. Justice Sheffield had a really good game for the Mariners. He only he struck out seven, not only four hits, but it was not enough. The Red Sox got their run in the seventh inning on a Jose on a JD Martinez double off of Sheffield. They only had five total bases on the game. Martinez was responsible for three of them, but he had two hits, two out of their four. The other hits came from Devers and Benintendi. Nobody on Seattle had more than one hit. Smith and Seager had honors for the Mariners. So, Red Sox get the victory, one nothing. They moved to 9-6 and six on the young season and moved close to first place. Now, Yankees and Oakland. We have a rainout in Oakland, a rarity in Oakland this time of year. But the game will be rescheduled for be a doubleheader tomorrow on April 11th. So we have a doubleheader between the Yankees and the A's. 
to talk about. Now I'll go over the American League standings. Rays are ahead of the Red Sox, half a game, nine and five Rays, nine and six Red Sox. Blue Jays are two back at seven and seven. Orioles are three back, six and eight. Yankees five and eight, three and a half back. We have a three-way tie in the Central, with the White Sox, Royals, Tigers all seven and six. Indians are a game back at seven and eight, while the Twins are last, two and a half back at five and nine. We have a tie in the AL West with the Astros and the A's at eight and five. They lead the wild card as well as the Red Sox right there. Kind of early for the wild card, but the Rangers are have a big hole already. The Rangers are six back of the West and the wild card before we even get to Easter. So, now we'll go over the National League. National League, we have the big rivalry game in Wrigley Field. We have the Cardinals and the Cubs. The Cardinals have been struggling all season. 3-10 and ten start. And it didn't get better today. In the matinee at Wrigley, the Cubs get the victory. 6 nothing. Four home runs in Wrigley today. Two by Kyle Schwarber. He had home runs in the first and fourth innings. And three RBIs for him off those home runs. Big for him to get it going. Now he has five on the season, suddenly. Almora hit one in the eighth, and Baez hit one in the first. So the first inning, 3 nothing game, powered him through most of the night at the game. We had a crowd of 41,000 sell out at Wrigley as they watched the Cubs beat up on the Cardinals. John Lester only pitched five in the third innings, but he was matched with good bullpen work from Brad Week and Trevor McGill. Three and two-thirds scoreless innings, while Miles Michaelis had allowed four earned runs in six innings, and Andrew Miller, their top reliever, had allowed two earned runs in an inning and a third, and his ERA is near nine. The Cardinals were hitting in the lineup, but they allowed seven runs on seven run on base. Matt Carpenter had two hits. So now the Cardinals are in last place in the National League at three and eleven. Most people did not expect that to happen this early in the season. They have a long time to catch up, but they gotta do it quick. Not fall behind in the competitive NL NL Central Division. Now we go to Cincinnati. The Reds won last night for the shutout with Trevor Bauer. They're hoping to match it again tonight, and they have. The Reds 7, Phillies 1. Anthony DiGalfani with a great start. Eight innings pitched. One earned run allowed. Nine strikeouts. Crowd of over 28,000. Phillies had a tough night as Roman Quinn, their center fielder, is injured. He has a mild oblique strain. He's day-to-day. But the Reds poured it on in the 5th, 6th, and 7th innings. Three runs in the 5th and 6th, and a run in the 7th. That was the key key move. Akiyama, the Reds' Japanese starter that they signed in the offseason, had a double. His second double of the season in the 6th inning. Senzel also had a double, and Mustakas had one in the 8th. So it was three big hits for the Reds. As the Reds now move to nine and four on the season, great start for them. Senzel had three hits, as well as Jody, Joey Votto. Joey Votto, at 36 years old, is still killing the ball 
hitting three fourteen. He has six RBIs only, but it's early in the season. Freddie Galvis is hitting three eighteen. While the Phillies, Bryce Harper is only hitting one eighty four. He struck out twice today and had four but he had four arm runs on the season. Phillies need to improve to move up in the NL East. They are down to back to six and eight. Now we have a battle for first place in the NL East. The Atlanta Braves and the Miami Marlins. It's kind of a shocking to see those two teams this high. I mean, Atlanta, you know, but Miami not. Atlanta gets the 9-2 victory. We have a very small crowd in Miami. Only 15,000 watch this one. Marlins interest is still kind of low. But they saw the Braves. Ozuna had two home runs. Marcelo Zuna hit one in the second inning and the fourth inning, both off of Clayton Richard. So, and Freddie Freeman had his third of the season in the fourth inning. Flowers hit one in the second inning. So that's four home runs from Atlanta in this game. Miami didn't have a home run. Acuna got his fifth stolen base. Kyle Wright for the Braves had six strikeouts and two earned runs allowed in six and the third innings. Minter had a good game for the Braves. Two innings allowed, no runs, only one walk. Rashard could only pitch three and third innings. Clayton Richard. The Marlins went through five bullpen guys for the rest of the night, struggling, allowing four, earned run, four runs. So, Atlanta moves into first place in the NL East. They are 11-4. and four. The Marlins are still 10-5 and five and surprised a lot of people. We'll see if they can stay in the race later into the season. There's still a long ways to go. Now, we will go to the New York Mets and the Milwaukee Brewers. The Mets and the Brewers played in a great extra inning game today. 4-3-12, to three and 12, the Mets get the victory in Milwaukee. Great game here as we had a, pit, a lot of pitchers being used. We had 8 for the Mets. And we had nine for the Brewers. So this was a game where levers were used up. We had two injuries also. Alex Claudio out with an oblique strain for the Brewers. While Dylan Batances out for the Mets. He has back spasms. So it was a, still a great game. Mets get one in the 12th as they came back. It was... Three to nothing, Milwaukee going into the seventh inning, but the Mets answer with two runs in the seventh, tied it in the eighth with one, and then get their run in the twelfth. Med Rosario's double made it gave him a tie game in the eighth. Pete Alonso's third arm run of the season in the seventh inning. Get got the Mets closer then though. But Brandon Nemo's triple in the fourth also. In the twelfth inning, the Mets had Got the lead this way. They had in the 12th inning. We'll see how. Can't find how it happened. But we have Mimo had two hits. And Guillaume had one. Pete Alonso had his only hit of the game. The Brewers had Garcia with two hits. And Hayer with two hits. Tough loss for Corbin Burns. He allowed the game winning run to score in the 12th inning. Camellia got the save, only pitching four pitches. But Syndergaard allowed seven hits and struck out seven batters in his six and a third innings. Neither starter got the win. 
but it's still a great game for the Mets. The Mets stave off and avoid a losing streak, and they move to the 9-4 and four on the season. Now we have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks get a walk-off win, 4-3. to three. Great game for in the ballpark in Arizona, Chase Field. We had the walk-off hit. We had even vote with a double in the ninth inning. That was the key play in the game as the Arizona Diamondbacks get the victory. Archie Bradley with the win. Diaz with the loss. Jairo Diaz was the closer he pitched today. The Dodgers, I mean the Rockies had two doubles from Charlie Blackman and one from McMahon. There was no, and Arenado had a triple with Tony Walters. So the Rockies had two triples but still could not win the game. Blackman had four hits on the night. He's hitting 400 on the season, early season, while the Diamondbacks still struggling through most of the order. Stephen Vogt hitting 353. So that's key for him. As the rest of the lineup has been, except for Marte, has been below 2.10. But Arizona gets the victory. They move to 7-8 and eight on the young season. Now we will go to San Diego. we got the Padres and the Giants playing at Petco. The Padres get the victory. 4-2. Good win for the Padres. Lamette. Five and a third inning, inning, seven strikeouts. He gets to win. Andrew Triggs for the Giants. Eight hits allowed. Four earned runs. He gets the loss. We had a rainy night in San Diego as we had a storm system coming up the coast. Rare you see that in April. But it's happened in real life as well as San Diego has been in a lot of rain lately. But we had Mejia with a double and Puig with a double. We had hitting up and down the lineup. Only Tatis Jr. did not get a hit in the lineup, starting lineup. Even the pitcher got a hit, Lamette. While the Giants were led by two hits from Yomar Sanchez, but nobody else could get more than one. And none of their top three could get a hit either. But the but the Padres moved to 6-8 and eight on the season. They improve and are hoping to get above 500 with a big weekend. Now we have what might be the matchup of the night. The World Series champion Nationals against the Dodgers in L.A. Nationals have been struggling at 3-9 this year. They're hoping to improve here. And they have. Steven Strasburg had a great pitching performance. He had a huge night as the Dodgers suffered a very tough loss in this game. Cody Bellinger was injured throwing the ball. He has a strained rotator cuff. He is out four to five weeks. That's a huge loss for the Dodgers. He has six home runs on the year in only 14 games, and now he's out for five weeks, about a month. That could be rough sailing for the Dodgers here, as he was replaced by Hernandez, Enrique Hernandez, who is playing second. They might have to use a call-up to get back and improve. He had a double in this game. They have four doubles in the game for the, for the Dodgers. But Juan Soto hit his second home run. And Cabrera hit one for the Nationals. Steven Strasburg even helped himself out with a double in the sixth inning. He had a... He didn't have an RBI, but he is hitting 429 on the early season. It's 
rare to see a pitcher hitting this well this early in the season. He has three hits in the seven at-bats. He struck out twice, but good to see him doing well. As pitchers are good at hitting the ball, they could help themselves out very well much. But the news here is about Cody Bellinger. Tough loss for the Dodgers. See him knocked out this early. That could be a big swing in the NL West race. But the the, pot, the NL is led by the Atlanta Braves at 11-4. They have the one-game lead over the Mets and Marlins. Reds are game and a half up on the Cubs in first in the NL Central. Brewers are three back. Pirates three and a half. And the Cardinals are six and a half pack of, of the wild card and the Central already. Dodgers are two and a half up in the NL West. As some of these teams might have an opportunity to do something with Cody Bellinger out. Baez has seven home runs now for the Cubs. So we have transactions. We'll look at some transactions here as we get through this. We'll see what happened in the major leagues on April 10th. So we have Sergio Romo released by the Twins. He was a great relief pitcher for the Giants years a few years back. And he, but he had three appearances for the Twins so far this year and had a 2-4-5 ERA, but he was replaced. He is gone, and he's open for assignment. The pod, the Pirates traded for Pedro Baez from the Dodgers, relief pitcher. So we have him. He had a 6-7-5 ERA and four appearances so far this year. We go through some of the different signings here. Ben Revere signed by the Blue Jays in a minor league deal. He was there last year, but in Buffalo. He's back with the Blue Jays organization. Another signing we had on Thursday. We had a signing. Adrian Gonzalez signed with San Diego. He was a star for San Diego years back. He's in their AAA team. But let's see if he can make some magic as he returns to the Padres after bending Five years of his career in San Diego. He was on the Padres the last time they made the playoffs in 2007. In 2006, he was a star on their 2007 team, hitting 30 home runs and hitting 282. But he's in their AAA system now. We'll see if he can boost popularity for the team as San Diego is looking for a breakthrough season. On Thursday, we also had some injuries as Hunter Pence was designated for assignment and he's moved to the LA Angels. He pitched he played only three games for the Giants before he was moved to the Angels. Surprising to see him moving out. But we'll see how he looks in Angels uniform. We have Bubba Starling designated for assignment in Kansas City. That's some of the other things we've seen so far this early season. Very early so far. But you don't know what's going to happen. So, Hunter Pence claimed by the Angels. That's big news. Cody Bellinger is now on the injured list. And Mike fulton for the Braves has been signed to a contract extension of almost $39 million. Those are some of the stats and scores as we go through this podcast on this Friday night going into Saturday morning. So, Cody Bellinger is the big news, but a long way to go, so we'll see what happens, if we get through, we'll 
I'll do a podcast for Saturday and Sunday, an extra long weekend podcast for Easter weekend. So, you can go through and listen as you want. We'll be back in a couple days. I'll talk to you later. This is Joe Wright for the Wright What If Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening today.